listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham, and this is the Save the Marriage podcast. I designed this podcast to help you save your relationship no matter where you are in the process. Even if you're at the very beginning and you're trying to avoid problems, kind of saving your marriage before it has to be saved so you understand what happens in a marriage. And then I also go all the way to the place where you're struggling to hold on, to keep it going. And we talk about tactics and mindsets and understandings to help you move through that process. A lot of those tactics come from real life experience of me spending over three decades now working with people to restore their relationship, to come to a better place in their lives. And I've worked with people literally around the world. This podcast has now been listened to now where I think we're at like 3.7 million downloads around the world of people trying to do exactly what you're doing, save their relationship. And in that process, one of the things I've done is to ask the question, what makes a difference? I mean, it's not okay to just have a theory that does nothing to change things, but what makes a difference? So recently I finished up some extra research I've been doing with people who have been using my program. Some of them are my clients as coaching clients. Some of them have been in my program. Some of them just simply had my Save the Marriage system. And I've been asking them a question. What happened to your relationship that set them into two camps? Those who saved their relationship and then those who were not able to save their relationship. And then I wanted to know, What had happened that led to people not being able to save their relationship versus how had people actually saved their relationship? Now, the thing is, those are two paths that you might follow. One path comes to a dead end, right? It just ends with the relationship. And so we can be very clear, this did not work. Then we can look at the approach of people who have saved their relationship and their relationship continues, and that is a continuing path. So that's a wealth of knowledge of how did it go and what changed and how did things get better. And as I went through that information, there were five themes that very clearly came out, kind of the five keys of focus. What what are the keys that unlock the door to keep the relationship going? And there were five different locks that the keys fit into that, that made a difference. I went through all of that research with my VIP members in, in my VIP virtual intensive program uh, so that they had that information. But there was one piece that I wanted to highlight. It's kind of the top one that, that rose out of all of this. And so of those, those five pieces, they are all incredibly important. And now, so I recorded a, a fairly substantial training so that people knew kind of the targets. You know, if you're, if you're going at something, you want to know what targets do I want to aim for? What is the biggest bang for my buck? Uh, you might say it's the 80-20 rule, right? That 80% of your effect comes from 20% of your effort. And so if we know what those places are, we're much more effective at getting where we want to. Imagine if you could get 80% of what you needed out of 20% of the effort just because you knew it was in the right place. Well, that's what that research really was all about. And what was very clear is that people who did not save their marriage 
often shared, almost always shared one very important detail, and that's the one I want to cover in the podcast. I don't have time to go through all five, but I want to cover the one biggest piece. And the reason I want to do it now, today, is because we are closing out 2020. You're looking at the new year, and it's a great time to go, oh, how could I bring that piece into focus? How could I step into that? That really is what this is about. How can you you get the most bang, right? How can you find that big leverage point? And so as we're facing the end of 2020, it's a great time to just step back and say, what do I need to do to really be ready to jump in to the new year in a different way? How can I make that big change? How can I make that big pivot into the new year? So let's talk about why we need to do that. The new year brings two different things for you, an opportunity and a threat, And I want you to be clear about the opportunity and the threat. The change that comes with the new year can be good or bad, right? The opportunity is that in the new year, there is this sense of renewal. We can say, okay, all that's gone. Yeah, I used to love the end of a semester. I'm not the world's best student. Uh, Part of it is just kind of my inclination in life uh, that I want to study what I want to study and do it my way. That's one piece of it. Uh, The other is that I I have dyslexia, and so that was a struggle for me early on. I just didn't apply myself as well as a student as as I maybe could have or should have. And so by the end of the semester, I was going, oh, my gosh, please let me make it through the semester. And what I loved about it was whatever had happened in the semester, when the semester ended, it was done. The books were closed, right? I got the grade. I moved on. And that kind of place is the feeling we get out of a new year of going, okay, the last year is over, right? I mean, New Year's Eve, you're going, okay, what am I, what's, what's my resolution? And, and by the way, I've got some uh, podcast on resolutions in my Thrivology podcast. You can go to thrivologypodcast.com to learn more about that. But, you know, that's that point. And, and, and people are making resolutions. I've sat with people and they're like, I'm going to do this and 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 this. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm choosing my resolution. Here it is. And it's actually only one word. But we're always doing that kind of New Year's Eve, right? Kind of talking about what is the change going to be? What is that thing that's going to be different next year? Because the reality is change is coming one way or the other. My colleague Brendan Bouchard says there are two things that change your life. Either something new comes into your life or something new comes from you. Brendan is so precise about that. That is his, those are his words. Let me say them again and, and make sure that you know. Brendan Burchard says, there are two things that change your life. Either something new comes into your life or something new comes from you. In other words, something out there happens to you or you change something within you and bring it in, into your world. One is kind of outside of your control. You know, what comes at you in the world, not your choice. What you bring from yourself is your choice. And that's that opportunity and the danger, the threat and the opportunity of New Year's. 
lots of times, and you will see a spike, but lots of times January is divorce month. It's the beginning of divorce month anyway. It's, it's, it's the time when people uh, kind of begin to, to really push on this. In fact, the Sunday after New Year's is considered to be the kind of the, the world dating day, the national dating day, or, because that's when there are more dates that happen than any other day of the year. And people are like, hey, I, I'm going to start a new relationship. It's, it's January. I want a new relationship. And so that's that. So that's this first Sunday of January. This, the first Monday of January is kind of National Divorce Day. People start calling up attorneys and, and doing inquiries on that. And that's when something comes into your life you don't want. A spouse says, okay, I've had enough. I, I'm, I'm not going to keep doing this. I, I've had enough. I'm ready to take action. And so they make a choice that affects you. That's something that comes into your life. The other option is to say, okay, right now I'm going to make some changes and I'm going to change the direction of things. That's where you bring something from within you, which brings us to this one clear change. This is the difference, the biggest difference between those who saved their relationship and those that did not. The biggest difference. You ready? The people who saved their marriage had a plan. And and I want to be clear about had a plan, not just like had a notion of a plan or a thought of a plan. (laughs) They actually had a plan. That is the biggest difference. Now, I've known this for a long time. I wasn't surprised to find it again in my research. It's popped up every time I've done this. One of the biggest determinants. Now, there are some information pieces. I mean, there's some understandings, and they were true in both groups. People who had my system had a basic understanding. People who had been in my coaching had a basic understanding. The people who had been in my programs had a basic understanding of what goes wrong in a marriage. That was a common piece. So I didn't have to say, did you know or not know? Of course they knew if they had been through my program. Now, there are people (laughs) who get my program and never read it, so we disqualified them from the research because there is a basic piece. You have to understand what happened in my marriage and how do I go about fixing it? You have to know those pieces. That's just background. So for those who knew that, the biggest determining factor was they had a plan or they didn't have a plan. They had a plan, more likely to succeed. Didn't have a plan, much more likely to fail. That's an important thing because Having a plan is within your control. It's something from within you. So why do we need a plan? Because we, there has to be a move. There's a need to change something, a move. Because, you know, frankly, how you got to here is not going to get you to a better place. I did a podcast a while back about doing what you always did will get you what you've always gotten. And that is definitely true in relationships. If we don't change how we're relating, we'll continue to get what we've been getting out of relationships. And so the change is important part. And in order to make a change, you have to change your actions. Many times people will read my material, they'll go through my system and they have a different a change in thinking, a different understanding about what relationships are about. They understand the we concept and they understand the importance of that. But they don't change their actions. They don't change their behavior. So in order to have a change, we have to change our actions. And in order to change our actions, we have to change our habits. 
because all of our actions come from our habits. Sure, you can fake it a little while, but at some point we resort back to our habits unless we really change our habits. And so in order to change our habits, what do we have to do? Have a plan, because habits perpetuate themselves unless there is intention to change them. If you've ever tried to change a habit, and I've tried to change many habits in my life, and the ones that I've changed, they've changed because I've been intentional. You know if you've made those changes, it's because of intentionality. I'm going to do this differently. If you don't, you drift back to the old habit. So even if you, on New Year's Eve, proclaim how you're going to change something in your life, if you don't change the habits, you'll go right back to where you were. Now, I haven't been in a gym in a long time because of COVID, but for a long time, I was going to our little neighborhood gym. Uh, It was pretty desolate most of the time, but I could count on a couple of times in the year when I just needed to quit going anyway and just exercise from home. And one of those times was from about January 1st until somewhere in, I don't know, mid-February, It got really crowded, and and sometimes January 1st, you know, people were coming in looking a little rough, but then January 2nd, you know, the people started rolling in. The equipment would be full, and I would notice that it would fill up a little bit more the next day, and the next week would be pretty busy, and so I'd quit going somewhere around January 2nd or 3rd, and I would just check back by periodically to see, you know, how the crowd was going, and all I had to do was wait until sometime mid-February, and it was empty again. Now, it had slowed down sometime towards the end of January and by mid-February, we're right back to where we were because people went right back to their old habits. And the old habits lacked going to the gym, and so they never changed that piece. So we have to change our habits. And the only way we ever change our habits is changing our plan, You know, having a plan that's leading to somewhere new. My uh, wife and my daughter and I did Whole30 a little over a month ago. We we did it into the run-up before Thanksgiving, and and we did Whole30 for a 30-day period, which is the Whole30 plan. If you're familiar with Whole30, you know, it's a whole eating style. If you're not familiar, very briefly, it's trying to be much more healthy in how you eat. And so you're trimming out sugar and lots of other things and adding in lots of more veggies and avoiding a few things. And, And it really is a very healthy way to do it. I'm never very far off. But I ratcheted it down to join them in the process. And so we went through this process for Whole30 for 30 days. So how did we do Whole30 for 30 days? How did we do Whole30? We had a plan. My daughter bought the Whole30 book and we followed the plan. A recipe that changed how I was cooking, that's a plan. How do I plan to make that meal? Knowing what to put in there, that's a plan, right? And so we have these plans, we follow them. And if you don't, you just go back to what you did before. When people start exercising, many times they buy a book that's got or buy a plan on the internet or somewhere. They find something and go, okay, I'm going to follow this. I'm doing it now. I've got three different programs I'm following in my exercise routine, and they take me step by step through it. Those are my plans. 
when I was going through jujitsu, there's a curriculum I'm going through. And, 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 you know, one of my heartbreaks of this year is I had to suspend jujitsu. I just didn't feel like there's any way to safely practice it during COVID. So I'm waiting for vaccination and back to the gym. But when I was there, we had a curriculum and I would go in and say, hey, what are we learning tonight? And uh, the instructor would say, here's what we're going through. They had a plan and they were following the plan. And that's how we learned. Plans are what change us when we're trying to move forward in any way. And so you have to have a plan because your plan is your intention. You just have to follow the plan. So let's talk about what goes into that plan. What would be, for me, a very rudimentary plan? This is the reason that I created the the fill-in-the-blank plan that I provide for my VIP members and coaching uh, clients because... You know, a lot of times we just don't even know what to put in a plan. And so I I provide this. And and basically, it's kind of this format where you answer questions and fill in the blanks. And I I give you the questions so you know what to put in and they fill it in and there's their plan. Then they just follow their plan. But if you're not going to do that, I want you to think about these four elements that are a part of your plan. The first one is your why. Why are you trying to save your marriage? You want to go for the deep meaning things, the, the, the things that move you towards me, not your fear things, but what, what are the real deep meanings, the deep reasons that you're trying to save your relationship? That's the first part, because when you're discouraged, you can go back to that and remind yourself of that. Then the other three areas that you want to include is a plan to connect with your spouse a plan to change yourself, and a plan to create a new path for your relationship. Those are the three broad areas. Connection comes from multiple levels, but you want to be able to you know, make sure that you're actually taking steps. And I'm going to talk about what that looks like in just a minute, not the specific steps, but what you want, how you want to judge that section. Are you trying to connect with your spouse in a way that is helpful? The second thing is, are you working to change yourself? That's actually the third part of the plan. Are you working to change yourself? And I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you. I'm saying that you're probably stagnated somewhere. We all are. (laughs) There's always a place for us to grow and expand our lives. And so what I know is that many people have stagnated in life. And part of that stagnation is shown in the fact that we keep doing the same things that aren't working all over again. The stagnation is there. We're not bringing new things into our life. And when you stagnate, your energy drops. And when your energy drops, you're not in your relationship the way you need to be. So the plan to change, that's important. And the the fourth piece, the, the third element of the action steps, the fourth piece, though, is to create a new path. And that is how do you build out the we? Specifically, how do you build out the we? Those are the parts of the plan. So you want to make sure that those four areas are covered in your plan, but you want to make sure to follow some rules for this plan. The number one rule, it's got to be written. Got to be written. So many times I'll start with a client. I'll say, okay, so tell me about your plan. Do you have one? Oh, yes, I have it. Okay, well, let me see it. Oh, I don't have it written down, they tell me. I have it in my head. That's not a plan. That's a thought. (laughs) And a thought will slowly transform itself to the thinking you had 
before. So nothing really changes. You're, you're stuck in the thought, which is a great thought, and, and there's probably parts of your thinking that ought to be in your plan, but it's got to be written because you've got to be able to look at it. So number one rule, got to be written. Number two rule, it's got to be usable. So there's an acronym that comes from um, business world that calls for SMART goals. And this would be a SMART plan. Each part of your plan should fall into the SMART acronym. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Based. So specific, you know, if you just say, well, I'm going to connect with my spouse, that is not specific. That's broad. I'm going to, you know, send a text to my spouse. I I have a one-way text formula in my uh, VIP program, but sending a text one that's not asking questions, not trying to drag things from them, that would be a one-way text. So I'm going to send a one-way text three times in a week. That's specific, right? Not only that, but it's also measurable three times. I can measure how many times I've done it. So three times, that would be it. It's attainable. Could I do that? Could I send a text to my spouse three times in a week? Absolutely. Yes. So attainable. You can attain it. Is it relevant? Well, you're trying to connect and there's a way to connect with a spouse through these one-way texts which doesn't, you know, doesn't crowd them, doesn't get them upset, doesn't, you know, violate the space rule that they may have set. And it's about your relationship. So is it relevant? Absolutely. Finally, time-based within a week, right? Three times in a week. It's time-based. And you might say, and I'm going to do that for the next three weeks. Okay, that's it hits all of them, right? And that's just an example. You, could, you should be able to do that with each one of your elements to test it out. Is it smart? So again, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Okay, number three. It's got to be reviewable. This is very important. And reviewable happens on two different ways. Are you looking at it? So let's say that you make a plan and you throw it in your bottom desk drawer and you close it up. That is not, it is a plan, but it's not an action plan. It was an exercise and it may be even a good exercise. You might have thought through some things, but if you don't have it somewhere you can get to it, you can't review it. The second way it's reviewable is can you assess and tweak it? So you go, oh, you know what? I did that. That didn't quite help or I didn't get the response I wanted. And so I need to do it a little bit differently. Sometimes when I'm working with people, they'll tell me about their one-way text and they'll t- I'll say, well, read it to me. And they'll read it to me and I'll go, that's not a one-way text. So we got to tweak that, right? We got to get that back in line to what I say that should be. Don't get creative with some of these things. And in other places, you want to be creative, right? So you want to be able to tweak it some. And that's the same with the change part, right? You're looking at how to change yourself. So you try something, you're like, hey, yeah, that's not my passion, right? I'm not going to do that. So tweak it. How, there are plenty of ways you can change. How else might you change it if that didn't work? So it's got to be reviewable in the sense that you've got to be able to look at it and you've got to be able to assess and tweak it. Now, the uh, number four one is it's got to be real and it's got to be clean, real and clean, like if you're faking it and manipulating, if you're trying to fool your spouse, forget it. Being real in your relationship is the 
only way you're going to have a real relationship ever. You know, people tell me how they've got to hold their tongue and they're walking on eggshells. And sometimes that's a perception piece, right? And they need to have a different perception, different understanding. Sometimes they're trying to fake it, but there's got to be a place where it all lines up and it fits within who you truly are and what's truly important to you. If it's not that, it's not going to work. All right, now I just let you in on the biggest success secret of people who saved their relationship. They had a plan, they followed, they tweaked their plan, they followed their plan though, and they could see it. And the elements fit. They had the four different levels to it. They knew what they were doing and they knew how that was changing them. You see the importance of a plan. So the question is, do you have a plan? If not, you now know what your assignment is as you're and, and don't take forever on this. This is not a three week project. As you're going in, you need to be working on the plan. A plan can grow and change. You're not chiseling it into rock. You're, it, it's not something you can never change. You can change it. But you gotta have it to change. Now, if you're lost in this, Great place to start is the Save the Marriage system at savethemarriage.com, savethemarriage.com. I'll give you a little secret. After you buy my system, I offer you a free week of VIP. Guess what? You could jump in there, take the training on what the other four elements are and the fifth one being the plan. So you'd, you'd listen to the whole training on that. Plus any of the other trainings you want to. And I just did some great trainings on worrying about the triangle and getting out of the triangle. Very important stuff. And guess what's available? Fill in the blank plan right there just by grabbing that free week of VIP. But if you don't grab it, then it's going to be too late. Start at savethemarriage.com. When I offer you the free week, join the free week. Not only that, here's another little secret. I throw in a get started session with one of my coaches. All you have to do is go request it on your download page. Easy peasy. They contact you. You get it scheduled. And if you've got a question about your plan, ask your question during that free session. All right. You know what to do. Build your plan. Don't know how? Join me at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.